alive. We have I'm defeated. Okay. We have defeated the wrong enemy. We have. We have enemied the wrong feet. Yeah. <laughs> we have fed the wrong cow. Okay, that one. I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah. regardless, this was a topic that I had did not even under, realize was a topic in and of no, itself. No, me neither. Somebody, uh, I, I, this is how deeply fucking buried this topic is. Yeah, there's actually this is a like move- deep, deep, like white separatist lore. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for lack of a better word, <laughs> dude. Somebody, there are a, f- a few little videos on it about it on YouTube, just short ones. But there's, there's. I mean, I'm in, I'm in England, and like, you click on anything about it, and on BitChute, and it's blocked because yeah. of hate, hate, incitement. Yeah, I was we, looking through the new BitChute terms and conditions, and it, it like it overly covers many, many things. Yes, and but I mean, at least they're they're only geographically blocking shit instead of just, just taking it off, trashing yeah. people's accounts. Yeah, right. That is true. I will hand you that. Yeah, or I will give that to it, BitChute. That's how it starts. You know, that's how Google started working with the with the. Uh, Chinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, I thought you were going to talk about our feds, and I was like, wait a minute, didn't yeah. like the feds start Google pretty much? <laughs> yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no. So the topic we're, we're dancing around here is yeah. the assassination, or the at least the theory behind the assassination of uh, one of America's most most celebrated generals, I would say, General George S. Patton. Um, yeah, you know, uh, it doesn't have a tank. Does he have a tank or anything named after him? No, he does not. Wait, hang on. Is there? Let me see that. Let me just Google that. I, I I'm a mil- there's because probably a military guy listening right now. It's screaming. There's pl- there's plenty of fucking losers who've got equipment named after him. Isn't there? Yes, there is a tank that was used during it- the Vietnam War. All oh, right. Okay. Yes, the M forty eight Patton. Right. Um, That's the one I want. Yeah, and it was replaced by the M one Abrams. Yeah. <laughs> in nineteen eighty. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Well, that that speaks volumes. Oh my god, this really does speak with the theme <laughs> of this entire fucking story. Wow. Wait, they really love to be naked with the symbolism of their domination, yeah. aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they. <laughs> Uh, well, oh my god. I guess the thing here's the thing that that I think is the most interesting uh, about about this whole ordeal of Patton die. I was just under the impression he lived to a nice ripe old age, you know, hung yeah. up his four-star helmet and just and after the war said, "I'm going back to America." But uh, nope, that is not what happened. He uh, died uh, in a 15 mile an hour <laughs> collision, <Yeah. laughs> which is just. Uh, but by, the, by the way, this is something. There's, there's like a lot of. Confu- Nobody seems to know whether he was a four star or five star general. I've seen a photograph of him today wearing a helmet with five stars on it. So 
unless he was borrowing it from Eisenhower or something. Are you sure uh, you didn't? They would they they do put it in a weird position, weird order when they have four stars. It's three and then one. It's not. I I know, you know that looks this like is a, a five star. A verti- vertical line of three with one on each side. That's five. I that can't is count. fucking odd. Yeah, but also there's a movie about it. So there is. I sort of came up with this topic because somebody in uh, James Dellingpole's Telegram chat yeah. said, you need to look into this to me and gave me a link to to a YouTube video and also said, watch the movie Brass Target, which was a 1974 MGM film on this subject. And I did watch that movie. And obviously it's a Hollywoodized version of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, even in that, on the... on. When they show the car on the day of the accident, it's got the it's obviously a general staff car and he's and it's got these little flags, red flags with stars on them to denote the general within. Mm. And in the in this one in the first shot you get of it, it's got five stars on the flags. And in the and then in later shots of it, it's only got four. Huh. So what the fuck is all that about? Anyway, the, so I, uh, having sort of caught up with this topic, I then got into looking at it, and it, it's pretty hard to research from Europe. I'll, yeah, I'll I was say that. Say, <laughs> this was a feat for you. Yeah, and uh, so I got, and I thought, well, this is so interesting because obviously, with as with all these things, there are a lot of people who just make ridiculous claims. But um, he was actually a grey alien. Yeah, yeah well. <laughs> Uh, that uh, the cl- the claims that that uh, the, uh, the, the this is where people go wrong is just by taking sides and not not you know abandoning impartiality on the subject. But the British they bomb a Germany before Germany they bomb the British. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my mum got bombed. She remembers. We didn't, we didn't even have a decent bomber force before that. So it's not really, but, yeah. you know, people over-egg it a bit. But sure, still, yeah, yeah. I th- it does seem like there's something to it, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, what's it called? I mean, I did, I, if you really want to uh, go into that, all the, that thing, I mean, there is the whole, um, what was that movie that uh, that just came out the uh, that about the them evacuating all the people from France? Um, the, yeah, the uh, well, they had that British Expeditionary Force, didn't they? And they got their fucking asses kicked. Yeah, but then, uh, but Hitler and, clearly and let them go. Thing. Yes, yes. Clear. I mean, there's, it's pretty obvious. So, I mean, there is something to the idea that Hitler did want, like, for instance, what he did with the Netherlands, like he like, uh, well, I guess that is kind of a bad example now that I'm thinking about it because he's kind of shitty in the Netherlands. But um, his idea was sort of like to like get all the European countries to have their own Nazi movement, basically. And he was kind of hoping that the appeasers in uh, as they're now known, by the way, which which Britain did. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, they, they, he thought that they were maybe going to go full appeaser, though, when they after the yeah. expeditionary forest went, you know, went south. After they said they were going to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, but they, they had this uh, fascist movement. 
And it, it got me. Oswald Mosley, I think the guy's name was. Yeah. And this, this whole thing, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but like the, the pattern isn't the only person who got accused of being a Nazi sympathizer. Yeah. You know, well, uh, we have uh, Charles Lindbergh. We got Henry yeah. Ford. We got uh, my favorite author. Or one of my favorite authors, probably my favorite author, P.G. Woodhouse was. Mm. And like he. Wait, he was a Nazi sympathizer or he was accused of it? He was accused of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recommend uh, reading his book, uh, Performing Flea, which again is pretty hard to get hold of. But uh, my my father had it and my, my I was talking about how I'd like to read it. And my mom says, oh, I've got it somewhere. And my mom gave me it. Uh, and, Woodhouse was accused of being a Nazi sympathizer. It just because, I mean, I think not being like virulent enough. It's a bit like the woke, the woke shit. Now, if you weren't virulent enough in your condemnation. Yeah. You, you if you're were, just liberal, it's not enough. If, if you get yeah. the, the, the woke eye of Sauron on you. <laughs> yeah. What, what happened with, with Woodhouse was because like basically Woodhouse, he was a, a millionaire because he, 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 written all these fucking uh, plays uh, for, what was it, Broadway. And he'd been, he'd been employed by Hollywood for years, although never using any films because he, he, he was too funny, basically. <laughs> and uh, he, he'd made, and he was a, obviously a huge selling author, still is to this day. And, that, and they, uh, he didn't want to pay taxes so he lived he had he lived in new york a lot but then he ended up living in he ended up living in france near the seaside mm-hmm. and uh he got he got taken into an internment camp because he was british and uh the the nazis got him to do these while he was in the internment camp he basically had no choice but to do these broadcasts and in the book performing flea is the transcript of his broadcast. So he did, he just, he went along with it. He said, okay, I'll do these radio broadcasts for you. And, uh, they, but they, they, ha- they forced him in the sense that they forced the Auschwitz inmates to perform in the orchestra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But his, his broadcast, which by the way, I, look I, it up. I, Listeners, look it up. There was a full orchestra at Auschwitz. I have the transcripts. <laughs> All right. And, and, uh, Woodhouse, I mean, he didn't. He wasn't there voluntarily, and uh, they got him. He thought, you know, I'll go along with it. I'll do it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He, his broadcasts were hilarious. He was taking the piss out of him, <laughs> but he was just gently taking the piss out of him. So, A. A. Milne, who was one of his great friends, yeah, I'm familiar with him. I believe uh, uh, ra- wrote, author of Winnie the Winnie Pooh. Winnie the Pooh, right? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah, denounced him as a fucking Nazi collaborator. And he had to go through a whole fucking after after the war. He had to go through a whole oh, sort of Papa, rehabilitation. I'm yeah. gay. Yeah. <laughs> I've uh, I was worried about my friend who was doing but, I mean, silly voices on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but th- this is the, this isn't the nature of the man of Woodhouse and why he was such a he's such an icon to me. That the. the so that, like he was never he never ever made up with A.A. Milne again, obviously because it, it fucking ruined several years of his life, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so, but he didn't. The 
when you're in a public feud with P.G. Woodhouse, one of the characters in his novels will say, oh, Christopher Wolf, Robin, what drivel. <laughs> <laughs> All this hippity, hippity hop. Utter rot. And that was the... That was Whoa, the, chill, that, chill. It's fucking Juneteenth just passed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that was before that hippity hop meant that. Yeah, I know. But, <laughs> so that really does show you the mildness of the offence sure which had to do to you had to be not overtly uh you know gobby about being one way or the other and that meant you were you were a traitor yeah well um but, what's it called we should mention that that one of the things that got um Patton in hot water and kind of built the mystique of him being a supposed Nazi sympathizer um, was uh, he made two Jews. <laughs> he slapped two Jews who were under his command. <laughs> um, and uh, but I mean, shut the fuck up. You're a soldier. Act like it. Yeah, <laughs> but it became, of course, being that the media is Jewish. Let's face it; they, of course, made a huge deal of it. Um, yeah. And uh, and he had a public. This is insane. This is like it literally, really does echo. No pun intended. No, you know, if, you know, uh, reference intended. Echo to me the um, the future that we are facing today with the supposed cancel culture. Um, yeah. because this is, we're talking in 1942 here, I believe. And Patton, who is a fucking war hero by all accounts, narrowly doesn't, uh, narrowly, uh, does not, um, lead the American forces to victory in the North Africa campaign. Narrowly outsmarted only by the desert Fox himself, Erwin Rommel. Um, and, uh, he, well, he actually, he actually beat Rommel in the end, though, didn't he? I guess so. I mean, Rumble ended up eating a bullet, so everybody won compared to him. Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess I mean, other than Hitler. What, what happened in the North Africa camp? Well, oh, wait, let's talk about this. The, sure. So, well, the early life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So he 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 was born sort of late nineteenth century at some point. Yep, eighteen eighty five. Eighteen eighty five. I believe his both his. Uh, it, it, members of his family had fought on both sides in the uh, War of Northern Aggression. Yep. <laughs> and uh, the the war the war to reunify the uh, United States. And shout out to Eagle Man. Yeah. <laughs> and he he'd uh, he, he'd basically been at military school since he was a youngster. He was born to it, uh, and. Uh, by all accounts, he was he was some kind of a fucking military genius. His genius Savant. was spotted, yeah, from an early age. And, but his uh, book's stupid. Like he couldn't read. He had trouble reading yeah. and doing math too. Yes, I mean he was. Who can't relate to, to this guy? I have to shout out to this uh, this breakdown of, uh, of of Patton's life that we watched on oh, yes. what is it? it's like Ordo Militaris or something is yeah. the name of the Ultra, channel Ordo Militaris Radio and the the uh it's, it's like, like they're doing. Can I just? It's like they're. I. I don't want to like shit on them out outright because they no, seem because like it's great guys. Really good content. Yeah, it is. They're great. They seem like nice guys, but it almost seems like a Tim and Eric bit. 
it's, it's like they're doing a fucking cruel parody of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm sure they've been around way longer than us. And yeah. The, the research is really good as well. And, and the, the no, they were looking at Wikipedia for a lot of it, I could tell. Well, there, there was a, yeah, there was a fat gay retard. Yeah. Oh, I guess you a, get, that's, an that's an pretty old, ungenerous, uh, but sure. The fat part uh, uh, I can't dispute. Uh, and an old guy eating his lunch. He was literally eating. I don't understand. That. This is like, I, I almost seems like they're trying to be unprofessional broadcasters. It's fucking crazy. I, and well, shout outs so, to them. I'm, I'm, they're more than welcome to come on the show and talk honestly, to us. Honestly, I was, I was, because this, this topic is so hard to, their show really made, get, made me think, okay, yeah, 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 we can do this topic. I, I get it now. Uh, and theirs was the only one that's not banned in Europe on the subject. As well. <laughs> I think it was because the censor probably watched a little bit through it and said, I can't watch this. <laughs> I can't sit through this. They, they keep stopping and having long pauses where they get up and do other things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is great. No, shout out to Ordo Militaris or whatever the fuck. Yeah, unironically, I recommend that yeah, channel. I honestly watch it. I watched the video and I did part. Some of the things I'm going to say, I I de I uh, can't are gleaned from it. So <laughs> I can't guy, I can't talk shit. The old guy eating his lunch had had the knowledge of the events at his fingertips and the the. I mean the anchor anchor a bit. Obviously, the unprofessionalism of munching a fucking bowl of rice with a spoon. <laughs> also, they got a call from a guy who thought he was just tuning in to listen live. Uh, yeah. And they stopped the show to talk to him for about two <laughs> solid minutes. It's <laughs> 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 fucking great. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. Yeah. Every time that I worry about the quality of the show, I just now I'm just gonna think about that. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, at the end of the day, I, I went, yeah, that was. I'm really, I couldn't have done this show if I hadn't have seen that show. It was fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Patton was a Patton was a military genius. He had a, a somewhat meteoric rise, and I think he was at the at the outbreak of the. World War Two. He'd basically he he was a in World War One. He was a lieutenant colonel or something like that. Yeah, he also fought in the Mexican Revolution. He sent he was in the he, the amount of troops who got sent down to quell or like prevent Sancho the Panza. yeah the uh, prevent the Mexican Revolution from spilling over into America, which was a pretty yeah. legitimate worry, I would imagine. Yeah, and uh, he, he'd been intimately involved with the. Basically, he'd used the first, uh, like, vehicle-mounted... He'd developed the first vehicle-mounted gun vehicle yeah. in that conflict, I believe. Uh, and so he kind of invented the tank. Yeah. He was kind of the... He's like Mr. Tank. Yeah. And then he'd... Uh, he'd been in the Pacific at the outbreak of the war, hadn't he? Somewhere. I forget exactly what... Well, what also World War One. Yeah, World War One. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. There's World War One. Yeah, yeah. 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 And he that was in the 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 infant. You know, the, of course, it wasn't very. You know, it wasn't very sophisticated. But the, the World War One was the first. You know, use of a tank proper, I suppose. Yeah. And he was involved in that, and I think he was a he was a colonel of some yeah species I at think, that point. Yeah, I believe you're right, lieutenant colonel. Yeah. 
And uh, so, and then come World War Two, he starts it off in the Pacific. Sorry to interrupt you. You got to love a Wikipedia article where you scroll through the contents and then you see, you know, multiple wars. And then there's another part here, lower anti-Semitic views. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... I, Anti-Semitic views were pretty common in those days, I guess. But I, I think it, it was. So well, let's go quickly through the the uh, his World War Two career. So like, yeah, he basically was involved in every amphibious, the mechanized branch of every amphibious landing. So uh, Morocco wasn't it where they invaded first and. Uh, he, I think, was it Sherman who was in charge of it when it, at the beginning of the North Africa campaign? Some of the general. Uh, no, D uh, Eisenhower. Dwight, he, uh, under Lieutenant General Dwight D. Eisenhower, Supreme Allied Commander, Patton was assigned to help the help plan the Allied invasion of French North Africa as part of Operation Torch in the summer of 1942. Right. And he... So he'd been... Uh, fighting the French there and did a very good job of it and and so it was him and Montgomery who Montgomery is supposed to be a great hero of the the British but a lot I know a lot of the British military think he was a wanker okay uh and people's people who are Patton fans uh, Patton thought he was a wanker as well he Montgomery was like a well regardless of his actual merits he was definitely a propaganda tool of the British mm -hmm. because Basically, because the the the, own, the first battles of World War Two that the British won were in North Africa, right? And they kept that was they went right the way across Africa, didn't they? Then got pushed back again, and then went all the way across mm -hmm. again. It was it was a total fucking shit show. But they ended up that prevailing. desert fox man yeah. can't fuck with him. Yeah, he was good, and uh, he had he utmost had respect, uh, or I should say. Patton and he had the utmost respect for one another. Absolutely. And in the, in, in the fi uh, classic film, uh, 1970, Patton, which, by the way, I hadn't have not seen in its entirety, but I just watched a few of like the highlights from it. So many fucking famous expressions and quotes are from this movie. It's f crazy. Yeah. And um like for, think, for instance, there's the scene. I, th I believe the first common usage of the expression "X person, you magnificent bastard," was <laughs> uh, was for was a line delivered by George C. Scott and Patton as Patton about Erwin uh, Rommel. Right, Rommel, you magnificent bastard. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think Rom Rommel and Patton admired each other, and all. And it's a theme throughout um, both their careers, I believe, that their men yeah. fucking love them. There's a story of a, a, a after after Patton's death, his wife was inundated with letters from his men. Yeah, I imagine. And, and one of them was was, was I, I, I can I can only imagine it being written by uh, a certain. Uh, crusty-footed Australian, this. <laughs> I can imagine him writing something like that. It was completely, totally incomprehensible, tear-stained fucking uh, 
diatribe <laughs> that could not be under, could not be made. Yeah, at least by of. this fucking this like rich lady yeah. who has never <laughs> fucking even been to Europe. She only, she went yeah. to Europe to collect her husband's corpse only, <laughs> and then and then scrolled across the bottom of it in large large letters, look like looking like it had been done after the after the letter had been completed and perhaps proofread. It just wrote. I loved him. <laughs> <laughs> so it inspired some strong feelings in his mind. Sure, men. yeah. Um, and basically, the, he's, he is such an interesting character that I almost called off the, the taping of this episode because I just didn't feel like I could do it justice. Uh, but I think what we're going to do is we're going to call this Pattern Part 1. Okay. Uh, and I, I've ordered... Uh, the pattern papers and the Bill O'Reilly book about him. I'm going to read up on him and okay. then maybe we'll talk about it on a bonus episode or something like that. Or maybe we'll do another episode. Yeah, you can actually out. look um, on the Library of Congress website um, is uh, a collection of um, uh, Patton's journal writings. And yeah. it is ju- 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 juicy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There's some good quotes in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I said at the beginning of the show, of course, his one of his most famous quotes is, we defeated the wrong enemy. Yeah. Which you could take in a multiple ways, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, one of uh, one of which being uh, that, you know, here, there's something we got to get, get out. Uh, all of his other uh, achievements notwithstanding, his wish at the end of World War II was to, at that point, turn the purpose of the war and attack the Soviet Union, finish the yeah. job. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, wouldn't have, I, I would argue, would have been possible. Possible. It would have been a hard-fought yeah. battle. However, I believe that the fact that the the Soviets had been in the war for a lot longer... And, um, you know, they, at this point, at the time that they overran Berlin, by the way, um, yep. they were literally sending fucking. Um, and by the way, I'm getting this knowledge from uh, I recommend this Ghost of the Oz Front by uh, Dan Carlin. Um, uh, and uh, they were literally se- they were just like going into the prisons and being like, all right, everyone's free, but you have to go to the front lines. Like they were out of guys, basically. <laughs> At this yeah. point, um, and the, the, you know they sent all their soldiers towards the front with no weapon, yeah. and they were just like, "Yeah, you'll get one on the way. There'll be a corpse for you to pick a gun up from, yeah, <laughs> comrade." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I I do think that Patton, or at least like if they if America had willed it, which yeah. is which by the way is really kind of the telling machinations. I think this is really where fucking. Patton got woke, by the way, too, Yeah, is he saw that that is not at all what the allied forces, at least are, are what we would understand to be as the, you know, the Americans in English. They had no intention of having that fucking battle as advantageous in geopolitics as it may have been. And yeah. he kind of saw the writing on the wall for they're going to be the Cold War fake and gay cold war which is just basically an exercise in war profiteering yeah yeah but uh, so he distinguished himself in in north africa but there was a, a an incident i guess media were present 
where some guy media yeah <laughs> was having a was having a fucking meltdown and ranting and raving and Patton just slapped him which you know private this, this Charles Charles H cool that yeah you know, these this was a guy whose idea of military discipline came from the 19th century. Oh, this is in Sicily, by the way, we should mention, not in this, North Africa. Right. right, okay. Because he was also involved in the landing in Italy. Yeah. And he actually supported, he was with the Montgomery again, it says. Uh, he was uh, to and he provide... This is uh, where he really humiliated Montgomery because mm -hmm. Montgomery was supposed to get the get the get to wherever it was first. But Patton, Patton was noted for Personally completing. leading his troops against the German reinforcements from the Hermann Goring Goering division. So these yeah. were hardcore SS fighters that he fucking personally like yeah, commanded he got, them. He got he went up the difficult side of the country and and, and Monty went up the easy side uh, with the with the view that Monty was supposed to get there first. Mm -hmm. And he but did not. Patton was famous for just being real fast and trashing the opposition wherever he went and he was always stretching his supply lines, which is, which is, which is a, a theme of this. You know, were mm. his supply lines at a later date on the on the race for Berlin, where his were his supply lines stretched on purpose, or could he have been? Could could they have got from Normandy to Berlin a lot quicker than than they did? But they were deliberately held back by yeah. deliberately not having enough fuel. So anyway, that. That these are questions that we'll never know the answers to, I suppose. But that was what I think that was what Patton. Not thought. under this regime. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, he he uh, he embarrassed and humiliated uh, this two Jews. Uh, two I think they're both Jews. Yeah, Paul G. Yeah. Bennett. He may not have been, but for sure, for certain, Charles H. K. U. H. L. Cool. Um, yeah. was, uh, was, uh, he was not cool. He, he was lost not, his cool. he lost his, the lost, <laughs> Charles H lost his cool. <laughs> and, and, um, so, this guy so, drew Pearson, not Jewish, interestingly, but a, uh, real muckraker journalist is the guy who spilled the beans. Cause Eisenhower was, you know, while Eisenhower was at his times based at the end of the day, dude was fucking deep stated up. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, he kind of quashed the news because while uh, he kind of saw Patton or I should say that the the regime saw Patton as a potential threat to yeah. uh, the plan, um, he they, they did know they needed him. they needed the fucking guy. He's good. Yeah. He's, he was a good ass <laughs> fucking general. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Eisenhower tried to suppress it. But this real muckraker, Drew Pearson, uh, revealed it on his radio program. Mm. And, uh, and not only was, I mean, I think one of the most base things about Patton in, in his sort of personality is he's clearly he's not a political animal. He's like, I'm yeah. the fucking general. I'm the general. I'll say what I'll speak my fucking mind and I'm not going to be worried about your petty fucking politics. Yeah. Which is to me what a general should should do. It's also what a fucking politician should do. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Let's be honest, which is, I think, not to jump ahead too much, but at the end of the day, when when they killed him, 
And I'll just say it. They killed him. I yeah. do think that they were worried about him potentially being a, you know, they just beat Hitler. They don't need a new Hitler. They don't need American Hitler now. Spring it yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they didn't want him to be president. And they'd already picked they? Eisenhower. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he was basically disgraced because of this. And he, he lost his command and got sent to command the in the planning of Normandy. This is they, this is like he, they cucked him. Yeah, they put him in charge of the fake diversionary army. Yeah, it's the <laughs> Phantom Army. Um, yeah. And uh, they, they so through the British network of double agents, the Allies fed German intelligence steady stream of false reports about troop sightings and that Patton had been named commander of the first United States Army group. Um, to, to and it was designed to convince the Germans that Patton was preparing this massive command for an invasion at Pas de Calais. Yeah. Um, and this is obviously all fake. Um, they did a pretty good psyop on the Germans, which actually here's the thing: is they the reason they publicized uh, that it was going to be Patton was because German high command had a lot of a respect for Patton and b they actually kind of feared him after what he did in North Africa and and also in Italy to a lesser degree. You know, Britain still claims Calais as British territory from the Napoleonic Wars. That's very English. <laughs> but they sort of, out of politeness, they don't, they don't exert any control over it. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, just be passive aggressive about it then. But the, the, the st <laughs> there's still the title of, uh, I think, Lord of the Sink Ports, which are five ports in, in France. Mm. That uh, the, the crown still claim. Although I guess that now France France has got nukes. You know, good luck. Yeah, enforcing <laughs> that claim. Right. <laughs> I mean, it would be a lot better. That... Yeah, we need more of that. Why don't yeah, we? It would, be, <laughs> it would be. If why can't people have these territorial claims and then just go? Ah, oh, we're kind of too cool to bother with it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, why not some fucking good old fashioned uh, your uh, England versus France combat? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the French are pretty based anyway, so. Yeah, in their own in cuties their own would communist. like to have a word with you in their own communist way. <laughs> yeah, they're all right. Yeah, you if, know, the difference is for people who aren't say, human. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I, I, look, I used to go to France a lot. We have before. no French listenership, unsurprisingly. Yeah. Before we had the... Um, before the euro came out, I used to go to France a lot. Mm -hmm. Before the single currency completely made their, made it uneconomical to, to right. go there. And yeah, sure, that there... I always used to put it this way. It's the most foreign place you can go to as an Englishman, even though it's only 20 miles away across the fucking <laughs> yeah. water. Through the channel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, for years, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't go on that out of sheer bloody-mindedness because I don't think they ever should have built it. Oh, I was going to say, I thought it was because you didn't like the name, which I'm on board with. Well, it's called the Channel Tunnel, really. It's just a, the press called it the Channel. Oh. Okay, well, I was under the impression everyone called it the channel. Yeah. It was it was a big controversy whether that should be built because like it really isn't the, for, uh, isn't with the spirit of of the, of the two countries involved. It's very it's very un-British. Yeah, to have such a thing because our whole national myth is based on the fact that we haven't been 
invaded for nearly a thousand years mm. now. 1066 was the last time. And so not having a tunnel has worked out pretty good so far. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think you have to worry about any um, Swiss bank-backed invasions of uh, of Normans anymore. <laughs> well, I, 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 any country that comes off the international banking system does have to worry about that. I guess, and, yeah. You know. <laughs> I don't think. Well, okay, fine. I don't think you're. I don't think that you're in any risk of your uh, your country becoming based all of a sudden. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, but it is. You look at the. You, you look even to this day, every country that's getting bombed doesn't have the central banks in in them. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and doesn't allow the charging of interest. Yeah, funny that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, what was I going to say? So, um, yeah. So basically, Patton. So let's let's fast forward. I guess, of course, we'd be loath to. And again, you're going to read about this when when we do part two, and you know more about his life. But I mean, obviously, he oversaw the Battle of the Bulge, which was massive turning point in the war. But again, he- I think he came to the rescue in that one, didn't he? Yeah. He he was supposed to be going to straight to Berlin mm-hmm. from Paris, I think. And uh, he had to go and fucking bail them out at, at the Battle of the Bulge. His, his troops got off a 36-hour forced march yeah. and just went in and started fucking fucking people in the ass and taking names. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the guy was a... He, he had a very lightning... sort of, you know, Like a Blitzkrieg type... Uh, Super fast, yeah. I mean, it, deployment it, it was, sort of, yeah. German. If you talk to anybody who's been in the military and, and thought about tactics, yeah, every, everybody's tactics are World War One German tactics. Basically, they re, totally reimagined war there, yeah. which was just fucking overwhelming force as fast as possible, and uh, and had the supply lines ready to back up your fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. So. uh and that, so moving on from the Battle of the Bulge, he was driving on towards Berlin and uh, he, could not, he could not get uh, the gasoline. The yeah. gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> he kept uh, to run out of the gasoline. Uh, and so uh, the Ruskies got there first, which he was fucking super pissed about. Yeah. For a start. In a letter then, to his wife, I believe the I'm trying to find the exact quote, but uh um, He didn't mince his words using uh in his descriptions of I I just have to read his the letters to his wife. I should read all the letters to his wife and then get back to you. So there's definitely gonna be a part two. Yeah. <laughs> I think he wrote something he was I, I mean, like he's kind of the guy here's the thing. Part of the reason we know about like some of the atrocities that the Russians did was because Patton wrote about put pen to pen to paper. Like I'm sure the regime would love to have not publicized the fact yeah. that I believe the direct quote was um, they shot all the women who ran and raped all the women who stayed. Yeah, uh, and this is the Soviets, by the way. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it was just fucking horrible. And again, I, this, this does kind of harken back to the fact that I did mention that these are all hardened criminals for the most part who are now in the front lines of the, of the Russian, of the Russian army. 
Um, yeah. And so, of course, you unleash them on fucking on, you know, on civilian populations in Berlin. I mean, Berlin isn't exactly wasn't, you know, it wasn't a fucking military like headquarters. It was the capital. And another thing about the sort of the, the sort of punishment inflicted on the German people, these degenerates like it, the, uh, post-war German, uh, West Germany was, yeah, East Germany was ruled by these fucking communist, you know who's, yeah, uh, uh, which is what Patton liked to call them, yeah. and, uh, and, and and West Germany was flooded. It was the most depraved place in in so-called Western Europe, and it, you know Freddie Mercury went there. Yeah, Freddie Mercury spent all his time there because it was the best place to get fucked in the ass. Yeah, and take loads on your face. Well, can, when take you're confronted your with a like, uh, let's face it, fairly conservative, like, conservative nationalist, fucking socialist mm. entity such as the Soviet Union, the way to get their goat the most is to be the most degenerate faggot in front of yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Gay but sex my, my really is, is that, the ultimate my, expression of capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. It, it, it's not capitalism. It's the ultimate expression of this degenerate this, decadence. Because you, you're not even having sex to procreate. Like the, you're coming in a dude's shitty ass. <laughs> the, my, my, my point being, and, and I think Patton would back me up on this, that the the whole the whole degeneracy of the West. I mean. I, you see women fucking impassioned, being so passionate about their right to kill children. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to fucking ban abortion, but like to see the way women argue for it. The same women, by the way, who are are, are vegan because it's cruel, and think vaccination meat. should be compulsory. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not much logic needs to be applied to destroy these people's narratives. Of course, no. But the, this whole, the, but the point is, these people have been indoctrinated to think like this you don't just think like this off your own fucking account by your yeah. own reflection you don't think oh you know killing babies is is fun and you know i i don't want to spoil my evening out by not letting the guy come inside <laughs> <laughs> so the it's a two-pronged attack you've got the soviets breaking breaking germany with the way they did it, which is what's happening to us now basically with this you know tell on your neighbors and this fucking awful mm -hmm. uh culture that they had and then well yeah, they needed got, to needed to enforce their G fucking G power the germany bit and, and the germany on the other side being corrupted by this fucking degenerate uber liberal western version of fascism uh, and it's just, you know, Berlin was the, right up until the wall came down, I guess, it was just the most depraved fucking place in the world. Like, people didn't bother going to Bangkok, they went to fucking Berlin. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's also before the Nazi period, it was too. Yeah. Mother-daughter prostitution teams, uh, yeah. you could call up and get girls as young as 10 to come over to your hotel this is this is like there's a whole but bu a, a bunch of jews wrote books glorifying these fucking this period like to a, a crazy extent like 
And it was, I mean, you, there's, of course, you you must have seen the, uh, uh, perhaps the movie adaptation with um, Judy Garland's daughter in it, uh, the cabaret, of course, um, yeah. where, of course, the juxtaposition of wild gay sex uh, in the creeping Nazi era is... <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, it, I I've seen that play live, and I remember being like, "Oh, those guys have really cool costumes, and they're <laughs> so much less annoying than these whiny fags." <laughs> uh, but no, uh, yeah, I, that I mean, but if you want to being real here, I mean, Berlin though has always been like the fucking has always been Bangkok, you know? Yeah, yeah, and like. Even Nazis, even Nazism, it's got a huge. Anything German and anything British have a huge gay overtone. I was gonna say for more for German uh, for the Nazi thing. There's definitely got some sort of like S and M possible yeah. overlap. You know what I mean? Not judging, of course. Yeah, I mean, I mean all these gay Berliners who 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 who's, they didn't stop being gay perverts when they when they had to become Nazis, did they? Yeah. <laughs> they were just doing it for the fatherland. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody must be our kind of gay. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um But yeah, no. So- you could you could get all those Hitler speeches where he's getting all animated and going snappy cockly. <laughs> He's like, will you stop being so fucking gay? <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. Um. What's it called though? Uh, so yeah, Patton. Let's not let's not bury the lead here. He's an important figure. Stops and bings and so gays <laughs> and. Um. Yeah. Where's so- your hand if you faggot? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, yeah. So, uh, okay. So we, we we'd be loath not to mention the Morgenthau plan, right. um, which is crazy. I mean, like, the, the, uh, let me just say, thank God they didn't impl- implement for the sake of all of Europe that they did not decide to be so maniacally fucking vindictively Jewishly punished. On these, on this country of the civilians, like deliberately on the civilian. Basically, this guy uh, Henry Morgenthau Jr. Um, three three parentheses implied uh, was the Secretary of State for Roosevelt. By the way, there were a ton of Jews in that fucking cabinet, um, yeah. and uh, he had developed a plan for. Um, for uh, Germany post-war, before they won, by the way, I think I should mention here, they he already had devised how we wanted to punish the Germans before they had actually finished the job. And uh, he wanted to make it so that they would literally not be able to have any industry and that they would have to become like, they would have to rely on, on uh, imported f- machines for their now completely agrarian uh, economy and they're basically so, forced them into poverty like subsistence farming level poverty to punish them for existing right i mean also instead of doing that that well they could have just uh i don't know offshored all their manufacturing jobs and uh, made them work in the service industry 
Oh. Uh, <laughs> wait on. Wait a minute. <laughs> and, and shit, the fucking, they're going to basically criminalize farming, you know, soon. Yeah, I'm really getting spooked about that. Yeah. That's really fucking evil. Yeah. It's going to be very difficult to um, to enforce here, of course. Um, yeah. Being that there's well, so much they're land. They're enforcing but... it by who owns the fucking land, though, aren't they? Yeah. Bill Gates is a big owner mm. now. Yeah, and he's not going to be the only one, is it? He's just the high-profile one you know about. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Warren, mean, that... Dude, Warren Buffett's got fucking shitloads of farmlands. Yeah, and they're, talk they're talking about... They're talking about... Um, bringing in a meat tax in the United Kingdom mm. uh, because uh, we, we, we're only allowed one mouth. We, sh we, we can only af afford to have one. I mean, the, it's bringing back rationing. Yeah. The, the, I mean, the, but it's, the use, it's utilizing the, the price system to enact, enact rationing. They want us to have the equivalent of one mouth, one mouthful of meat per day. Yeah. <laughs> I th did you guys did you did you see that meme that was going around where it was like a news station was talking about it and they were like it's okay you'll be able to eat one hamburger a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, at some point, I, I mean, I've got no faith that there's going to come a point where people. I, up until this fucking coof bullshit had happened, I would have thought, yeah, people just aren't going to wear that. But I mean, that's why they're bringing it all out because look, look at what these people will put up with. Yeah. Look what these fucking uh, serfs look at. Look at the conditions they're they're prepared to live under. We can do anything. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, I, if they've they've done such a good job of cooking everyone's brains with MK Ultra fucking programming that you'll be grateful. You'll thank them for this fucking privilege to eat the fucking burger once a month. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to risk it because I didn't want to get put my head above the parapet and, and get on the police radar, but I'm going to apply for a gun permit. Okay. <laughs> Just so I can shoot animals. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, the time is to get one now because, like, when this shit actually starts happening, then you're probably not going to be able to get a, a gun permit. Yeah. Uh, or there's going to be a huge backlog because everybody's going to want to shoot the bunnies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's a clay pigeon shooting place down the road from here. So I'll just get That's plausible. That's plausible uh, reason. Yeah, it's really good, actually. It's yeah. a fucking great facility. I've been there. And, I'd uh, like to try that. I've only shot at a stationary target. Yeah, clay pigeon shooting is fun. I'm, I imagine I, I'd be very good at it. Somehow I'm a natural. I, I, I've I've only shot about half a dozen times in my life. But the last time I did it, I didn't miss a single fucking target. Yeah. And they've got all kinds of fancy shit there. It's just... Uh, it is literally... Shooting a shotgun's pretty easy. It's yeah. just down to technique. You basically move from your hips, lead the target a little bit. Mm -hmm. Just it's all just by feel. I'd say the most difficult part of it is the fact that it hurts when it she kicks back. Well, it doesn't. This is this is why I need my own gun because if the stock's just the right length, the gun fits you nicely. Mm. Yeah, I've only hurt. shot other people's yeah. guns. I've never. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, let me just look. The more this Morgenthau plan is fucking Morgenthau plan is crazy. Um, 
let me just also so it part of it was and this is something that specifically back to Patton here. He was uh, forced to oversee the denazification efforts uh, of Germany, which were, you know, like I said, sort of masterminded by a bunch of Jews in the uh, in the Truman and Roosevelt oh, the holdovers from the Roosevelt administration. Um, and some of it included like throwing just civilian families of Germans out of their home. This is crazy. It's yeah. like they're just doing what they're doing in Israel now back then in Germany. They threw yeah. these people out of their houses and rehomed a bunch of Jews who didn't live in the area and had other places to go to, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they just want, they felt that for some reason stealing someone's house feels just right. <laughs> yeah. And they handed over, well, it was eye for an eye shit, wasn't it? And yeah. Like patterns. Patton's angle on it was look, it was it was wrong when the Germans did it to yeah. the Jews, and it's wrong when we're doing it to the Germans. It's not and he used the phrase, it's not cricket. Yeah, he used the expression. I never you asked me a few weeks ago on the show if I'd heard yeah. the expression, it's not kick cricket. Yeah. Um and I said, No, I've never heard that before. Lo and behold, I'm researching this episode, and there's fucking Patton saying it's not cricket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He said uh, this war, this uh, war crime stuff, which is I love the yeah. way he talks. By the way, yeah. he would have been a great president. Um, he would have been a great guest on the show. Oh my god, tell me he'd be dead now. But um, uh, what's it called? Uh, he he said this war, this war crime stuff. It's not cricket, and it's very yeah. Semitic to its core. <laughs> um, and he described what I said before about throwing the you know civilians out of their homes and filling them up. Which, by the way, he had some choice words for these people who these Jewish refugees. Um, uh, yeah. He, he said, but, I mean, that, 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 "Wait, I have to say, I have to say this." He said one time he and Eisenhower went into a synagogue. Um, to meet with somebody or something, and they yeah. were so filthy and unwashed um, <laughs> that they smelled so bad that later in the day he thought about it and threw up. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, that's not cricket, dude. No, that is not fucking cricket. <laughs> but anyway, this Morgantow guy just saying after he did this, uh, they ended up, I, I believe, Truman and some other people. Oh, Eisenhower, actually, it looks like uh, had a hand in in the actual denazification. What ended up being the final plan, no pun intended um, yeah. or no reference intended. Um, but uh, the, afterwards, guess what? Let, let me see if you can just guess what uh, Henry Morgantow Jr. worked on next. Uh, it's something that is fucking crazy that I can't believe they pulled off. <laughs> yeah, go on. I don't the know. The Bretton Woods Agreement. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it just fucking so funny? Oh, man. And uh, after that, uh, he left the. You know, it's funny that he had a job waiting for him in the in the in the Israeli government after his time in the American government. Uh. <laughs> you know, it's just weird that you know you you'd think maybe that someone who you know was so high up, you know, the, in the president's ear, would have a conflict of interest now working for another national entity. But uh, no, it's almost like he could he could simultaneously have. 
allegiance to both. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you can see the patterns that patterns objection to the war crimes thing. You can totally. You can, you can totally, he had the He's a soldier. humility. Yeah, he had the humility to realize, well, what if what if they'd have won? Would we, would we be okay with them trying us for war crimes kind of thing? You mm-hmm. know, it's like the all's fair in love and war type angle, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, well, I think it, that quote specifically, I think he felt he was doing a war crime. Yeah, it, well, exactly. Yeah, because the other thing was they were, they were shipping off fucking German POWs to <laughs> the care of the so- the tender loving care of the Soviet yeah. to be all starved and crucified and all that cut sort of shit that went on. Yeah. So uh, in, in, in the same, you know, uh, the, the language that the fucking American government in deploying at least a world war one, if not world war two as well, was that, you know, they were going to fight to make democracy safe and enlightenment ideals and stuff. Meanwhile, the aftermath of these conflicts result in literal slavery. Yeah. <laughs> or at least at, if you will, indentured servitude, if we want to be real conservative way- with our language. I heard uh, Adam Curry came up. He was on the Tom Woods. I can't listen to Adam Curry's show because it's just too long and it's got too much news mm-hmm. in it. And the news upsets me. So I have to strictly ration my consumption of news, even from a, a based source. <laughs> that was the MTV music. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched MTV in my life. Yeah, don't. Don't so, start. <laughs> so Adam all the good shows get on other networks anyway, yeah. like Beavis and Butthead and whatnot. Yeah, that's true. So uh, the Killing. Adam Curry was saying that you got to when people say they're making, oh sorry, fighting to protect democracy and all that, you got to realize that that the that, that um, I think it was Lenin said the only form of democracy is is communism. Yeah, you know, like Marx, Marxism. Because if anybody has any in a in a like a liberal democratic system, if anybody has any advantage, then it's not democracy. Yeah, which is so, cute. So, like, you what know what? You, I'll, you know, what? I'll meet him there. Using, I'll meet him there. I'm fine yeah. with that being the only democracy. I'm not interested. Yeah, but the <laughs> the point is that the, the the issue is with with all these things is they're using words that mean something different to you than mm-hmm. what they mean to them. Yeah. So that well, Lenin, say, Lenin was the king of this. Yes. Yeah. So this is this is basically you're looking at sort of the all this when they're saying with that yeah it was an attack on our democracy oh, on January the sixth. Mm-hmm. They're they're talking from a, 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 a Marxist Leninist point of view, and you you think that you you think they're talking shit because you think they're talking from a liberal Western point of view. Yeah. Which they're not. And the whole liberal West has really been a Bolshevik trick. Because I mean, and the Mensheviks. <laughs> but Patton sort of conflated the Russians and the you know who's, didn't he? Anyway. Yeah. Well, at the time, I understand the confusion yeah. because it was largely a Jewish 
like movement. The so the, yeah. the Bolshevism in general was explicitly almost a Jewish movement, and um, you know, it, it actually it's funny, kind of turned around and bit them because they basically got thrown out of the Soviet Union yeah. <laughs> within ten or fifteen years, and they lost all hold on it. But um, yeah, I wonder well, they where they went after though, that did they? because. Because, like, if you look at if you look into the whole fucking, it, I mean, again, it's it's not just Jews; it's the whole. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. This is, this is where it falls it's down. The, yeah, right. It's the whole fucking the, the central the bank. The whole roads. Yeah, yeah, The whole yeah. roads click and all that. Because, like, you the the roads click wasn't particularly Jewish, and it had it, it financed the Bolsheviks. No, it was. Uh, and the, I mean, I would, I know, wouldn't. Well, slow down, slow down. I wouldn't say it wasn't particularly Jewish. It had a had Jewish element to it, but it wasn't explicitly Jewish. Yeah, it, it it was it was more gay than it was Jewish. Oh, it was certainly gay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, but the, like, I, I don't think that's particularly. Rel- you know, that was about money and global power for its own sake. And you know, Jew or no Jew, Jews just really like no money Jew. and power, and so yeah. that just it's a natural fit. <laughs> yeah. So like, but the what well, I'm I mean, the money that financed the Bolsheviks was you know yeah um, was largely Rockefeller money and Morgan money and and well, whatnot. It Rothschild was American money. Yeah. Well, yeah, Morgan was, Morgan is Rothschild, but yeah. It it was it was American money. That, that, that financed the Bolsheviks in the first place. And that during that, I don't know, I can't remember the exact details off my head, but during the, the whole Soviet era, they continued for whatever other mischief they got up to, the whole time they always honoured their debt repayments to said financiers. <laughs> uh, uh, and that never that never changed throughout. So the, it was, the Soviet Union was part of the cabal, the whole fucking Cold War, they were yeah. playing, the banks were playing both sides. Yeah, and Patton saw this. Yeah, yeah. Patton fucking saw that this was going, this was a constructive narrative that he yeah. was, that it, that the, the Russians got to Germany first. Um, but it's, a, it's a major mind fuck for somebody my age because we did the whole fucking hiding under the desk. It's going to, you know, yeah. four minute warning. Uh, we, it was the realest fucking thing in the world to us. It was hyper like, real. So to to re to re, to re and it was real. And this is don't get me wrong when I say that the 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 China thing isn't real. They will have a nuclear war with China. Yeah, they will do that. But yes, but They'll, it's 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 two, two, puppet, two be, puppets held by the same guy though. Yeah, it'll be real from our fucking our point of view on the ground, holding a fucking rifle or watching our kids get slaughtered for it. But it's not real in the sense that it. It's like professional wrestling. Yeah, sure. People get yeah. They still work for Ed McMahon hurt. at the, uh, the uh, Vince McMahon yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, but like to find out that the whole Cold War thing, which in my formative years was the realest thing, and it really was a real threat that we were all going to get vaporized because of it. Yeah, but but they were just that was just them playing two to, sides. To your point, just to make money. To your point, how do you think? How do you think? That they were a- that they're able to do what they do now, all that yeah. shit was careful conditioning to put yeah. into the national identity that we're able to, as a country, all get under our desks and hide yeah. if the government says so. 
And that exact. I mean, that is wearing a mask, isn't it? If anything ever was. (laughs) I mean, it's not like a nuke is going to, the desk is going to protect you from a nuke. Yeah, the only thing that can protect you is wood. Yeah, it's not even wood in America. It's some kind of shitty petroleum prod- product. <laughs> Get the desk so that the first thing that happens is melted plastic. Lines yeah, it on burns you. It hurts extra bad <laughs> <laughs> because it drips in a weird, you know, uh, uh, rainbow-colored drip onto you and burning your skin away. <laughs> Ugh. Um, yeah, but did, I, did not, uh, I, I grew up in an era of wooden school desks, and I'm pretty sure they don't have wooden school desks now. But they were, uh, they would paint them with gloss paint mm. every couple of years, and it was it was my ultimate delight to peel the paint off my desk and eat it. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Never did me any harm. Um, what's it called? So yeah, um, okay, so. At the at the close of the actual war of World War II aspect, before Patton was um, told to, to uh, participate in the denazification, he did go back to America briefly, and this is where I think they really got spooked by him because he went to Boston, which is where his wife's family is from, to visit them, um, and he did a lo- a speech at the Hatchell um, Auditorium, which is still standing. Um, and 20,000 people showed up just to see this guy talk. Uh, right. Notably, a bunch of guys who were under his command, of course. Yeah. Um, but uh, he went there. He went to New York. He went to Chicago. Um, and again, it was like a Trump rally, at least for the time. People yeah. were like fucking stoked to see him. So I think that the... You know the regime uh, at the time it was it was Truman in charge. Uh, by the way, one of the most spookiest of spooks. Yeah. Um, a dreary, dreary little fucking yeah. socialist. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, I th- not him specifically, but they were they were frightened by this. So I think they I mean, knew that at that progressives point. Are, progressives are so much worse than socialists as well. You know, socialists are almost like it, sure it's naive, but mm-hmm. at least it's like a. a it's not a like a morally and intellectually repugnant on its face. Yeah, it's sharing everything idea. with everybody, right? It's like yeah, it, there's and, some why in in its failing to have intellectual uh, what's the word here merit in its failing yeah. of having intellectual merit, it actually succeeds in moral merit. Merit, if you will. Yeah, but like progressivism I mean, and. This is another great setup that progressive now just means kind of nice, yeah, or modern, but in, in parlance. But what it really means is what's happening now. This yeah. experts in charge of everything into uh, uh, the facade of democracy. Oh, you know, democracy just being a facade. Yeah, I mean, we we and you know, technocratic rule that fucking hypercapitalist, if you will, even. Yeah, it, it's fucking. It's the worst of everything. It's Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, uh, uh, it's fucking uh, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking awful. But I mean, like that was a. They kind of used it. I was on the tail end of this in my youth, but it was in the culture a lot. Where as you know, people would go, "Oh, you know, I've lost my job," or "There's this." I, 
illness in this ailment in society or that one and they go well that's progress uh, and that that was that was definitely kind of a meme in the in movies and shit mm-hmm. and, and yeah i think that was like culture. a 90s hey, it's the 90s yeah you remember it it's the that, 90s <laughs> no I guess that must be an American thing. It was like whenever you saw something fucking outlandish or gay or fucking weird or crazy or like, for lack of a better word, Portlandish. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pe- people would just go, it's the 90s. <laughs> and that was a thing. And I, I think like basically that's a th- that's such a bad attitude because it just it's like accepting the slippery slope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that that's the same principle that like people older people in my life are just like who, you know, who I would think, you know, like for instance, I'm not I'm not trying to like throw shade at him or anything, but like my dad seems to be kind of going along with all this shit that's going on now. And I I I to me and intellectually I don't see him as being someone who would be susceptible to it on paper, but here he is. He's watching his fucking favorite sports ball with football is gay is now literally yeah. a fucking ad campaign. I, football I, I is the- gay, <laughs> 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 which by the way, agree. They could, they could never, <laughs> they could never bring that campaign in for soccer. Like, I, I actually had a, an idea for another t-shirt. Shout out. Iso, sir. Yeah, uh, which we still have, we're still yet to produce T-shirt one, but we've got some great designs. Oh, I'm, we're real close. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll talk about it on this on this bonus episode. Yeah, so uh, I I thought of, t- of a T-shirt quite independent of this that just has a rainbow on it and says England is gay. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Pretty soon, although I, 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 if you hadn't come up with it, if you would come up with it today, I would accuse you of stealing it from the NFL. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I've been thinking about it for ages. Uh, what a fun, what a fun idea that was. Because, because it is kind of a you know quote unquote hate message on my part. Yeah, that's the spirit in which I'm wearing it. But yeah. no one would be able to say shit about yeah. that t-shirt, would they? Yeah, they probably have to be like, "Oh, that's so brave." Yeah, <laughs> good on you, mate. You could even make it a Morrissey reference to say England is gay. It owes me a living, <laughs> but that's a bit wordy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, anyway, let's finish up here with this uh, because we. I do. I. So, I think you're you're smart. You you are right to want to do a second part because this is really just an introduction to the. This man. guy is a sa- the savior of of uh, Western liberalism who never never got to do it. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, but so basically what happened was he was they, he'd just been demoted <laughs> if, if, if you well he was going to he was going to resign wasn't he, he oh yeah he, he was, was. Well, resign he, as I, he to was retire. demoted from uh, the from the because they because after the war with, for the denazification effort he was um, the command I, the, the governor of Bavaria right. um, which by the way I believe Bavaria was one of the most Nazi-ish um, areas in Germany. Yeah, um, it's industrial, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and also, it just were very working class and that kind of, you know, yeah. a lot of young men. Um, but uh, he was in charge of that and he, you know, fought over and over again to not have to do some of the more Jewish things, in his words, by the way. I'm not just saying yeah. that. I'm not just edit- editorializing here. But um, 
uh, and he, eventually they said, listen, if you're not going to cooperate, and they demoted him um, to, let's see what happened here. They denoted him to, it doesn't matter. Um, and uh, they also denied him uh, command in the Pacific Theater, too. Because he was like, he was he was known, um, oh, here's a quote, exactly, here we go. Parti- uh, Patton was particularly upset when learning of the end of the war against Japan, writing in his diary, yet another war has come to an end, and with it, my usefulness to the world. Yeah. So he really has the attitude of, um, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of servicemen have this feeling that after they've been to battle, there's not they're kind of just broken for regular society. It's going to be difficult to transition back into regular well, well, life. Because, like, if you look at it, you could see how they needed they needed Patton to liberate Europe, and they couldn't get they couldn't just get rid of him. They had to bring him back in on the Normandy thing after it got bogged down and fucked up. Yeah. So he he saved the European invasion. Yeah. And they said, no, we don't need him for Japan because they already knew they were going to nuke Japan. By That's then, true. I guess. That is true. So we don't need him. And, and like, I wonder, I'd like to know what his take on, on I, I don't imagine he was massively pro incinerating all those civilians either. No. No. So, I mean. I think he probably would have wanted even to fight covered them there. <laughs> we haven't even covered his assassination. Well, let's talk about it right now. Yeah. Uh, well, let me just say this also. Uh, Patton. This is this really. This episode really is just an introduction to the topic of Patton because there's so much more to this guy. Uh, it's and we will come back to it. Yeah. Uh, so Patton att- attracted controversy as military governor of Bavaria when it was noted that several Nazi former Nazi Party members continued to hold political posts in the region. Um, and when responding, this is great. When responding to the press about the subject, Patton repeatedly compared the Nazis to Democrats and Republicans and noting yeah. that most of the people with experience in infrastructure management had compelled to join the party in the war, causing negative press stateside and angering Eisenhower. Um, and after he got into a fucking verbal blowout with Eisenhower, it was relieved of his military governorship and command of the third army. And in a somber change of command ceremony, Patton concluded his farewell remarks, all good things must come to an end. The best thing that ever happened to me thus far is the honor and privilege of having commanded the Third Army. And he was uh, assigned to command the 15th Army, which is a pretty big jump down, I would say, (laughs) from the Third um and uh it says it was at this point it only consisted only of a small headquarters staff working to compile a history of the war in Europe what a diss yeah so he was really depressed about it um naturally uh and he uh, over christmas he had planned to um talk to his wife go back to america and decide whether he was even going to keep in the army and maybe or maybe go home um, and uh, on December 9th, uh, he was invited by uh, Happy Pride Month, Major General Hobart Gay. <laughs> <laughs> invited Shout him on out Tasmania. <laughs> uh, on a pheasant hunting trip near Spire to lift his spirits. Um, observing derelict cars on the side of the road, Patton said, how awful war is. Think of the waste. This guy based. This guy's based. Um, Moments later, his car collided with an American army truck at low speed. 
So by all accounts, it was a 15 mile per hour collision, which would not kill anybody. Um, also, uh, evidently, uh, no one else in the car, which is three other guys were injured at all. Um, <laughs> and he was taken to, um, a field hospital where he spent the next 12 days in spinal traction. Um, and, uh, he was not given and nobody was allowed in to see him for 12 days, uh, except for his wife for one day on the second to last day before he died. And um, he mysteriously died of uh, congestive heart failure and a pulmonary edema, which is two not really things. <laughs> I, I've also heard it uh, expressed as a, uh, an embolism in his brain, yeah. perhaps, too. I thought it was a heart embolism. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say. Yeah, but anyway, they, they bumped him off in the hospital. Clearly. Uh, and, uh, I mean, obviously, I think, you know, they were scared that he was going to go home and he was going to start doing Trump rallies and, uh, you know, he was going to end up being president instead of Eisenhower. And so he, he just, he had to go. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, the, the, the assassination is clearly, I mean, the, the, the movie Brass Target, which was the first thing I watched, it, it, in that, it, in that they theorise that this hitman uh, was paid for uh, by the OSS, and he, w with the object of killing him and making it look like an accident, and they'd staged that accident to happen in that exact spot, and they built a, like a high-powered air rifle that shot these shot these large caliber hard rubber pellets that looked like something that might have fallen off a car. Uh, uh, and he was so he was shot in the neck to, that was what broke, because he had a broken neck. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's what that movie theorizes for what it's worth. But the, uh, in 1979, I think it was, some guy came forward and said he was, he was the assassin. Right. Uh, he was a former OSS member, Jewish Lebanese Jew, I believe, um, yeah. at a meeting of uh, all former, uh, I believe literally all of the surviving OSS members at a mm -hmm. party. He um, uh, said this in a speech. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, again, take it with a grain of salt. Um, you know, uh, it could be hearsay or whatever, what have you. Um, but, uh, you know, checks out to me. And his claim was that he injected air, uh, in a, uh, in an empty syringe into his body, which obviously, as we know, uh, causes an embolism. As every, as every schoolboy knows. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, sh uh, shout out to, uh, General Patton. We salute you, sir. Thank you for your service. Yes. Thank you for your service. And um, yeah, we uh, we defeated the wrong enemy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's an argument for defeating both of them, anyway, isn't there? Yeah, well, that's, that's what he wanted to do. Respectable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't like he didn't want to defeat the Nazis. He 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 did more of it than anybody else. Yeah, but he didn't want. I mean, like you would think that the the lessons from the if they were going to learn any lessons from. Versailles treaty. I mean, basically, what 
what Patton's objections were were absolutely on all fours with with what is now the accepted view of what happened after World War One. Yeah. He was like, let's These not Jews do this just fucking don't learn their stupid fucking shit lesson. again. Yeah, let's not do this stupid shit again. It's yeah. not cricket. No, it isn't. Um, yeah, so I guess to be continued, I don't know. Yeah. We'll come back to you with that. And I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, just for the audio version of the show, www.historyhomos.com uh, or, you know, wherever you find podcasts, your finder podcast anyway. Um, for uh, Follow us across social media at History Homos Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me across. Follow me on Instagram at Scott Lizard Abrams. And uh, for the video version of the show, there's a link tree in those bi- in the bios of all the all of our bios. And uh, you can find us. We're on Odyssey and BitChute, and uh, you know. And also, if you want to support the show, you can check out our Rockfin channel at Rockfin.com. That's R-O-K-F-I-N.com slash History Homos, and you'll get a whole nother episode per week. In that yeah, nice, as you can even. Check it. You can check out all our free episodes on. Oh yes, you can watch them. Yes, also in the even if you don't, even if you have no wish to support us, there is no obligation. You can still use that platform, and that's uh, honestly, it's probably the best platform to watch us on because it's going to be in the future. It's going to be the only one. (laughs) Yeah, Bitshoot's not that good. Uh, Odyssey's fine, I guess, but uh, Rockfin's easier to use. It's it's just like Netflix sort of interface, and Mm -hmm. you don't have you don't have to sign up. Uh, to our thing but if you want to you can yeah um anything else we want to plug oh yeah uh the telegram group get in the telegram group it's lots of fun and uh we're planning our vacations it's very exciting um <laughs> so uh t- that's oh to get to that uh sorry is uh t.me slash history homos is the uh channel and uh you know our new episodes and news comes out there and t.me slash history homos chat is the group chat lots of fun lots of good guys in there and uh one fed and uh so anything else uh i guess die with dignity that's my ever my refrain die with dignity ladies and gentlemen william what do you want to say to the peeps don't piss down my back and tell me it's raining <laughs> Later on, we could have taken